Welcome back to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. On this week's show, we're talking about the blame game. That's right. Now, most of you think excuses are what is holding you back. But when you really drill down deep, when you really start to peel back the onion, the biggest aspect of an excuse has to do with blaming other people. I want you to take ownership and I want you to know that the buck stops with you. Let's get into it. It is time. It is time. It is time to get on the bus because class is in session. This is episode number 99 of the School of Hard Knocks podcast, and it starts now. This is the School of Hard Knocks podcast, the show that will help you turn your thoughts and ideas into reasonable, rational and profitable action. The show that is about my life, your life and the experiences of successful people. The aim of this show is to help you be the best version of yourself. Prepare to be inspired, encouraged, motivated and most importantly, challenged. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. I am your host, Mark W. Knox. I'm, I'm coming to you from a very special place. This is the first time I'm attempting to do this. We'll see what happens. Uh, pardon any any weird background noises or anything like that you hear, but I'm I'm actually coming to you from one of my favorite places, uh, figuratively speaking, because my favorite place, this this favorite place, can actually be in any place, right? I'm, I'm actually coming to you from the bedroom of my rv yes i am camping right now with my oldest son marmar marquez my five-year-old um it is sunday evening and i am attempting to 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 deliver on my promise and and you know my, my listeners hold me accountable to deliver the episode every single monday so um the week kind of got away from me this week i'm i'm, I'm not gonna lie it kind of got away from me at all intentions to record a show uh thursday or friday but uh, as as you guys know life happens and uh again it just got away from me I, I i was solo with the kids friday night uh through most of the day on saturday and uh it it literally just it, it went to the back burner i've been thinking about topics all week I've, I've got something exciting hopefully lined up for you um for for this week but but yeah so I'm, I'm sitting in my rv and the reason i call this my my happy place is is literally because when i'm in my rv i am you know 99 percent of the time with my family whether that's just my son this is our second or third time uh camping together exclusively just just us two or you know all my my children and, and my wife um, or my nieces and nephews. Right. So I'm always with people that I love and care about when I'm in this place. And again, this place is on wheels. So <laughs> it can theoretically be anywhere uh, where, where there's a road. So we are currently at the the brand new. I think it's about a month old Camp Cedar um, Kings Island campground. And it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, you know, this is us coming off of uh, being down in the Smoky Mountains in the Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg area um, last week. And then we're actually going to Indiana Dunes State Park uh, next week. Right. So, again, we, we, we try to do these types of things um, 
for exposure. And I know you might be thinking to yourself, man, your kids are so young. They're not going to remember anything. A lot of that is true. However, we are getting in a rhythm right now as a family to where moving, maneuvering um, through life uh, physically and figuratively speaking has to become a regular thing. It has to become a norm. Right. So we figure if we have the ability to expose our children to these things um, at this young of an age, we will not have any excuses, uh, you know, as they get older, because essentially the hope is that travel and just the logistics of all of it, the logistics of leaving the house with five people and five people clothes and diapers and everything that comes along with having, you know, two toddlers and a five year old that should get easier as they get older. Right. Uh, of course, it'll probably get more expensive, but it should get easier yeah, as people are potty trained and people can begin to pack their own things and, and communicate what their wants and needs are. You know, while we're traveling, it should get easier. So we're getting into a rhythm now of doing this from the gate so that when we continue to do this as our children get older, um, we won't have any excuses. Right. And, and it won't be foreign to them. Um, waking up somewhere different two or three days out of the week, you know, during the summer when we do travel, when we do get the opportunity to RV, it won't be foreign uh, to, to my children. Right. It, it'll be a part of their story and they will have pictures from when they were 14 months old standing in front of a lake in the Smoky Mountains. Right. That That's that's what it's all about. So I say all that to say this week's topic um, is really about the blame game, right? And there are many aspects of why people do what they do. And there's many aspects of why people fail at doing what they say they want to do. And I, I came to this conclusion the other day when I was just thinking like, man, you know, what is still holding most of us back? What is that thing that is is really hard to shake um, that's that's keeping us from launching out and really taking risk and launching out and really being everything and, and you know, the, the best version of ourselves. And I started to think about excuses of, yes, there are excuses, excuses. We, we had a whole show about excuses. I don't remember the episode number, but we had a whole show specifically centered around excuses. But when we start to dig deeper and peel back the onion on excuses, one of the major attributes of most excuses that I hear and that you probably hear is the element of blame, right? The element of shifting the responsibility to accept the failure onto someone else or something else. We understand that blaming or the blame game is not exclusive to a person. It's not exclusive to a person, right? You can blame a process. You can blame an event. You can blame, blame a crisis. You can blame a tragedy for why you did not do what it is that you intended to do, said you wanted to do, so on and so forth. Now, granted, let me start off this this conversation about the blame game saying that, hey, sometimes blame is absolutely warranted. You just heard me talk about tragedy, right? If you lose someone that you love, someone that's very close to you while you're in the middle of building something or starting a business or or whatever, you have every right to blame that situation for the delay or the false start. 
right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the unsolicited, the unwarranted blame that we place on individuals as well as things or processes. And you, you know what I'm talking about, right? For those of you that are a part of uh, the corporate culture, corporate America, right? There's something in corporate America called throwing someone under the bus, <laughs> right? That is a term that gets used on a daily basis uh, in many corporate environments, throwing someone under the bus. That is essentially blaming someone for something that they did or did not do that had a negative result. And it in that, it caused you not to be able to do what you were supposed to do, right? Um, if you're in an entrepreneurial situation, it is very easy to blame uh, external forces, to blame things that are out of your control. You can blame, oh yeah, I mean, hey, excuse me, this past 18 months, the biggest the biggest victim of the blame game, rightfully so, has been the pandemic. I mean, we've 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 seen and heard in multiple situations uh, people blame the pandemic for absolutely everything. Now, most of it is warranted. Most of it is legitimate. But there are some instances where bad service is just bad service. A bad product is just a bad product. Bad forecasting, bad inventory management is just that. Right. It had nothing to do with the pandemic. You were going to be in a messed up situation regardless. But the blame game literally has a it has a cost. Right. What most people don't realize and hopefully you've never been on this side but chances are you have what most people don't realize is when you blame someone else it is not a default positive reflection on you and what i mean by that it it just because you blame someone does not put you in the green it doesn't it doesn't make you clear it it it, it doesn't take all of the onus off of you regardless of who you blame or what you blame when you blame someone, you are essentially uh, professing publicly that the responsibility for you to do what it is that you were supposed to do or you said you were going to do was really not in your control from from the beginning. What you do when you blame someone is you let the world know <laughs> you let the world know. That whatever it is that you said or wanted or the responsibility of you personally was never in your control. And the question is, how did you get in that situation? How did you be placed in that situation to where you took ownership of something and you had a responsibility to complete a task or you told us you were going to do something? We held you accountable. But the reality is you never had control over that situation to begin with. If you had control over that situation to begin with, there would be no blame to shift or to past. Right. The blame would be squarely on you. Uh, and the responsibility would be squarely on you. When you blame someone, you're inadvertently telling everybody else that that person had more power and more influence over your situation than you originally admitted to. Now, again, this happens in corporate on a hourly basis. I'm not even talking about daily. I'm talking about hourly because there's so many moving pieces to complete a task. Uh, 
and there's so many people involved to complete a task that if one person drops the ball, then it doesn't allow the other individuals to fulfill their end of the cycle or their end of the deal. Right. So it's a little different when we're talking about a strictly corporate situation entrepreneurially, then yes, it, it applies to what I just said. You're, you're telling me that it really wasn't you who was in control the whole time, right? It was, it was some other things involved, but in a corporate standpoint, it's very difficult to take 100% ownership of a thing or a process without the influence or the actions of other people. Right now, I will say nine times out of 10 in corporate situations that I've been in, you see where things are headed long before they get there. Right. So you find yourself in a situation where you can you you can see that this thing is going south. You can see that things aren't adding up, that that, that numbers aren't adding up. Inventory is not at you can see way before it comes to a head what's about to happen but most of us again in the corporate situation it's all about survival right we don't call a spade a spade early enough in the process and then when things come to a head then we quickly point the finger and shift the blame because we know exactly the moment that things went wrong and we know where and with who they went wrong with a lot of you find satisfaction in blaming other people right and and i I can't say that i've never felt that feeling i probably have because i think that's a natural reaction especially when you fail epically and you know but know uh what happened and where things went wrong and maybe it was with a different person there's satisfaction in shifting the blame there's satisfaction in not taking the full grunt of the responsibility or the the negative portion of the responsibility there's satisfaction in that right and and again in a corporate situation blame is a survival tactic right blame is what you do when you're trying to survive because corporate america is about survival regardless of what you may think it's about regardless of what ladder you're trying to climb You're one stroke of a pen, one employee number pulled away from it being over. Right. It's still a job. I mean, it is what it is. Don't 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 get offended. It's still a job. You might be the best, absolute sweetest at at whatever it is you do. You might be the top salesperson, top trainer, top presenter, top whatever. But nobody in corporate America is immune to um, getting iced, as I used to call it. <laughs> All right. Happens to the best of us. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a survival situation. So blame is, is a survival tactic. Right. In an entrepreneurial standpoint, that that profits you none. It profits you none. Yes. You're uh, trying to survive when you're an entrepreneur, but shifting the blame does not benefit you at all. Whereas in a corporate setting, (laughs) you could argue that there are certain situations that all you need to do is shift the blame and might make you look better for a season. Sad, but true. Right. Sad, but true. But in a corporate setting, that's much less likely to happen. 
You heard me say before that blame has a price. Blame costs. Blame costs, man. Throwing somebody under the bus, it costs. Right? I mean, a lot of times you blame someone or a process to save face because you know that it, it's a poor um, reflection on you and your abilities, right? So you 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 just shift it and you you toss somebody under the bus. There's there's a price to pay with that. You're sacrificing something. You're sacrificing someone. <laughs> You're sacrificing a process. You're sacrificing a system when you blame when you when you start to shift blame from yourself to other people. Someone, some system, some process, somewhere has to pay, right? Blame does not go without consequence, right? And when you think about it, when you shift blame, you kind of make yourself look a certain way, and it's not always positive, right? It's it's not always positive. Again, there's very few situations where shifting the blame is warranted or justified. So when you do it, if you're not calculated about it, if it's not the right situation, you can make yourself look real silly and weak. Because again, that starts a pattern of excuses. Blame is just, it's just one type of excuse. In my opinion, it's probably the, it's probably the biggest The biggest proportion of excuses has to do with blame, right? Why you you didn't do do something, why you didn't have the ability to to do something and and you shift that on to someone else. Um, Blame has a price, man. Blame has a price. And, And you have to really understand the thing that's holding you back is when you keep shifting blame on other people. You, you, you're sacrificing them you're sacrificing their reputation and it's a negative reflection on you right there's a saying about um you know climbing a corporate ladder right we all know people in corporate america who have climbed the ladder pretty successfully and done it the right way and then we've also know people who've climbed the ladder outwardly very successfully but stepped on a lot of people to get to where they are Right. That I mean, that I'm telling you. Destroying relationships, throwing people under the bus corporately or entrepreneurially does not pay off. It never pays off. It never pays off, regardless of what title you hold in a corporate situation. You're going to either find yourself hopping from company to company, never laying roots, never making a difference, never making your mark. Uh, or you're going to find yourself in a situation where you have no allies. And when you really need somebody to back you up, when you really need to put that team in place and when you really need to motivate a group of people to carry out something that you're in charge of, you're going to find yourself in a very sticky situation. Right. So how do we shift our mindset? Right. How do we shift our mindset so that blame is not a part of our vocabulary. We really have to start to understand ownership. And we did an episode very, very recently about taking ownership. Taking ownership in a corporate setting, 
in my opinion, is one of the, the, the greatest power moves you can make. One of the greatest power moves you can make. When you can look at a situation or a process that nobody else wants to own and you understand it from A to Z and you understand how to manipulate that process to make it do and to make it achieve the outcomes that you're looking for and that the organization is looking for. When you take ownership of that situation, that is a power move. However, taking ownership of a situation means that you are no longer able, you no longer have the ability to pass the blame. As they say, the buck stops with you. Right. So when you do shift blame, you're, you're telling everybody that the buck does not stop with me. I'm putting the buck in somebody else's hand. You're responsible for the buck. Right. But when you take ownership of a situation, you're telling us that the buck stops with you. And there's no greater authority in that area. And there's no um, there's no decision that you can come to that you can shift to someone else because you. You've taken ownership. You're right in the middle of that process from beginning to end. So when we start to shift our mindset, it's really about taking ownership. When you take ownership of a situation or a process, there is no blame. There's only action and consequence, but there's no blame. Blame has no place. The other thing that you have to do is sometimes you have to throw yourself under the bus. Sometimes you got to jump on the grenade. For the for the for the for the greater good. If you're an entrepreneur, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. It is what it is. Like <laughs> something don't get done, it's on you. Right? That's a daily, that's a daily process, jumping on grenades as an entrepreneur. But in a corporate setting, sometimes you got to take the L. Sometimes you have to take the L. Now be calculated in which L's you take. Choose your L's wisely. Don't make it a pattern of taking L's. But sometimes taking the L is actually a win for you. Right. When you can explain again what went wrong, where exactly things went left or went south without throwing someone else under the bus and only implicating yourself as someone who probably could have done more, tried harder, do better. Then it, it might turn out for a win for you. It might turn out to be the example of leadership that the organization is looking for, because I can tell you now that shifting the blame is not leadership. It might be management. And we've talked about the difference between management and leadership. Shifting the blame might be management, but it's definitely definitely not leadership. Because again, leadership is about taking ownership, which means the buck stops with you. The buck stops with you. So think about that as you go throughout this week And when you're listening to this episode, hopefully in in the future, think about the last time that you blamed someone for something that did not happen. And yes, we talked about it on a business level. We talked about it on entrepreneurship and corporate, but that's personal life stuff too. Who are you blaming and what are you blaming them for? And how is you blaming someone else profiting you at all? How is you blaming someone else holding you back? Because it probably is. It is so easy to not do something and then justify it in blaming someone else and giving that person all of the power and all of the authority in that situation, knowing that if only if you would just take 
taking ownership of that situation, of that process, of that initiative, of that goal, of that dream, just taking ownership of that, you could have already been at the next level. But it's easy to shift it. It's easy to say, ah, they didn't do what they wanted. They didn't do what they said they was going to do. How many many times have you wanted to start a business and you had a partner and you got to a certain point where you just started shifting the blame to that other person? Well, she didn't do what she said she was going to do. So we can't do this. Right? Oh, man. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You... You already know what I'm talking about. You 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 already understand the lane that I'm that I'm in right now. In order to go to the next step, steps to the steps. In order to go to the next step, we're not even talking about levels. We're not talking about levels. Levels are like floors. We're talking about steps on the way to the next floor. In order to go to the next step, you have to stop blaming people and processes. Start taking ownership. Adopt the mentality that the buck stops with me. Adopt the mentality that I'm not going to operate in desperation, which puts me in survival mode. Which causes me to blame everybody else for my failures. Tell yourself that on a daily basis. Take ownership. The buck stops with you. I'm not operating out of desperation. The blame game has no winners. The blame game has no winners, not long term. You might look good for a minute when you toss somebody under the bus, but I guarantee you, if you make a habit of tossing people and processes under the bus, those same people and processes will happily toss you first opportunity that you get. Blame is like a boomerang comes right back around, comes right back around, right back around. But I guarantee you, if you take the L in certain situations, you take ownership in certain situations, those same individuals that could have been on the block. The chopping block that is, they're going to look out for you the next time because they know what really happened. So listen, guys, again, I'm coming to you from the master bedroom, (laughs) if you want to call it that, of my RV over here at Camp Cedar, Kings Island Campground with my five year old son. Uh, He should be just about sleep right now. And listen, I had to cut the AC off because it's so like loud that I didn't want all of that noise in the back of the microphone so i'm sitting there right now and the temperature is slowly creeping up it's getting warm so i gotta go this has been the school of hard knocks podcast i'm your host mark w knox class is dismissed thank you for listening to the school of hard knocks podcast remember new episodes every single monday subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms We can be found on social media by searching The School of Hard Knocks. That's K-N-O-X. For all show notes, information about professional development and business coaching, School of Hard Knocks virtual courses, and how you can partner with the podcast for as little as $1 per episode, visit www.hardknockspodcast.com. That's www.hardknockspodcast.com. Don't forget to share this podcast with somebody who you know needs to hear this message. Thank you again for listening. This is the School of Hard Knocks podcast. I am your host, Mark W. Knox, and I'll catch you next week.